Hey everybody and welcome to Polly Podcast. And that little girl was me. My name is Janelle James and you're listening to Polly Podcast, a political podcast to inform and excite younger voters. Only 49% of millennials voted in a 2016 presidential election compared to 68% of baby boomers, despite there being more millennials. My goal is to encourage younger voters to be informed about what's going on in politics so they make better decisions at the polls. By no means am I a political expert, so I advise you not to base your opinion solely on what I report. Now, usually the first segment will be what's going on with the government, but I decided to add a new segment to my podcast, which is the five fact series. Now, this five fact series was inspired by the fact that due to the virus and the fact that a lot of states are advising citizens to stay home, I thought that this would be a fun, quick way to get some extra knowledge, extra knowledge in because we all have a little bit extra time on our hands and knowledge is power. So this five fact series today will be about the primaries. So let's get into it. Five facts about the primary election. Now, first, let's kind of get a basic idea about what the primary election is. It's basically a way for voters within each party to vote for a candidate. And in turn, the candidate with the most votes gets the most delegates. Now, there are a lot of differences between how each state and each party runs its primary. So I just want to break that down real quick. First thing is some states have open primaries. Some states have closed primaries and some states have semi-closed primaries. Open primaries, it means that no matter what party you are registered to, you can vote whatever way you want. So you may be a Democrat register. You may be a registered Democrat, but you can vote on a Republican ballot and vice versa. A closed ballot is the exact opposite. It means whatever party you're registered to, that's the party that you have to vote for on the ballot. So if you're registered as a Democrat, you have to vote for a Democrat. And if you're registered as a Republican, you have to vote as a Republican. Semi-closed ballots are mostly used for independence, and that means where the independents can kind of pick which party that they want to vote for. So, for example, if I'm an independent, let's say in the 2016 presidential election or the presidential primary, I decided that I want to vote for a Republican. This year, I may decide as an independent, I want to vote for a Democrat. And that's just how semi-closed elections work. Another difference is that not all states hold their primaries on the same day. Now, technically, Iowa is the first state to hold a an election, but that's called the Iowa caucus and caucuses are different than primaries. And I'll get to that in another five fact series. But the first state to actually actually have a primary election is New Hampshire. Now, some states may enter a pact and say that they want to hold their elections on the same day. And we call those days Super Tuesday or that day Super Tuesday. And that's where a group of states hold their primaries on the same day. 
Now let's get into the nitty gritty of the primaries. So I'm just gonna do a scenario because that's just the easiest way to explain it. So let's say you have three candidates on a ballot, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Tulsi Gabbard. Let's say in Michigan, Joe Biden gets 60% of the votes. Bernie Sanders gets 20% of the votes and Tulsi Gabbard gets 20% of the votes. Now, when all the votes are counted, obviously Joe Biden got the most votes and he would be proclaimed as the winner. But the way that the Democratic Party runs their primaries is that it's not a winner takes all. It's more so proportional. So the more votes you get, the more delegates you get. Just because you don't get as many votes doesn't mean you don't get any delegates. Even if you get a small percentage of the votes, you still get some delegates, but it's just equal to the amount of votes you get. It's proportional. So after you, you figure out what candidate got the most votes and what candidate, what candidate gets the most delegates, now it's time to go on to the nomination. So the nomination process is which all of the delegates vote for who the nominee is going to be for the party based on how many votes they got. Now, each day have different laws about how the delegates can pick the nominee, the nominee. So some laws say you have to delegate your vote based on how the voters decided. So if Joe Biden got 60% of the votes, that means he got more delegates than the other candidates. So that means those de delegates must vote for Joe Biden for the party nomination when it comes down to it. Other states may say, well, you can vote however you want to. So let's say in a different state, Joe Biden got 60% of the votes and he got the most delegates, but those delegates decide, you know, I ain't really feeling Joe Biden, so I'm gonna pick Bernie Sanders or I'm gonna pick Tulsi Gabbard. That's just how it goes. Another difference is that who can vote, and this has been a very controversial topic in the United States because not everybody can vote. So the law is you have to be a citizen and 18 years of age to register to vote, excluding those people who are incarcerated or a part of the judicial system or those people who live in territories of the United States. Yes, those territories are considered part of the United States, but they don't get a vote in our presidential elections. So if you're from Puerto Rico, you cannot vote for president. Or if you are incarcerated, you cannot vote either. Now, some states have different laws about people who are incarcerated or formerly incarcerated or on parole who can vote. So it just varies dependent on the state. The next thing you need to know is when primaries happen. Now, this is something, like I said before, is dependent on what the state decides. So usually New Hampshire goes first and then all the other states follow leading up to the big election day for our nominee, which happens in November. And like I said, some states form a pack and they do it and we call that Super Tuesday. But just take a look at what your state decides and what the law is and what day that you should vote because that's important. You don't want to miss out on a day. 
Now, how to vote, that's also very state by state. And all these varieties on how elections are held by the states is another controversial topic that's being discussed in the United States because some people think that it creates an imbalance and an unfair election, but that's the topic for another day. So how you can vote, usually how you vote is you go to your city clerk's office or the designated place in your area or, or your county to vote. And, you know, you put in all your, all your information, show your identification, all that other stuff. And like I said, some states have closed ballots, some states have open ballots. So you might have to indicate, you know, what party you want to be a part of so that you can get the correct ballot. And then the place where you vote also depends on where you live, too. So once you register to vote, you'll get a voter identification card. And on that card, it'll tell you what district you're a part of. And then the district usually has polling places around the area. And that's where you vote. So make sure that you're following the steps. And each state, each city, each county should have guidelines on how this process works so that you don't get confused. So make sure you, you know, do your research and see what's the proper way to vote because a lot of the times people go to the wrong polling place. Sometimes people accidentally put the wrong name on a ballot or sometimes people may register to the wrong city or the wrong district. So make sure you have all this stuff in order before voting day. Another thing that you need to know is that you can vote the ways I know, the ways I'm familiar with is you can either, either go to the polling place in person and you can wait in line. Usually polling places are open really early between 7 and 8 a.m. and they end, you know, in at nighttime. So you have a full day and you can go, you know, whenever the time is best for you to go. And that's how you can vote. You can vote in person, pencil and paper, or you can do an absentee ballot. Absentee ballots are usually for people like college students who may not always be able to go home when it's time to vote. Or sometimes it's, pe it's for people who can't get to a polling place. So maybe the elderly or maybe people who are disabled or handicapped. It's usually for those people. But technically anybody can fill out an absentee ballot. So those are basically my five facts about the primary elections and now we're going to move into my next segment which is fun fact so today's fun fact is you being able to know what bill your congressional representative voted for or against yes all you have to do is go to house.gov that is h-o-u-s-e dot g-o-v scroll down to legislative activities go to the tab that says recent votes Click on a bill, then click on a tab that says roll call vote, and you will know who voted for what bill. If you have a little extra time, check it out, especially during this election cycle, because it's important to know if your representative is representing you accordingly. Because I know for me, that's a big determining factor on if I will vote for them again. Because if you're a Democrat and you're not voting how I think a Democrat should, then I'm going to vote for somebody else. And that's vice versa. If you're a Republican and I voted for you and you're not voting how I think you should, I'm going to vote for somebody else. Let's move on to our next segment, which is pile time. And pile time stands for 
policy slash politician of the week. So each week I will highlight either a politician who I think that's done good for the congressional district or a policy that I think is doing some benefit to Americans. So this week pile time is going to the two trillion, yes, trillion dollar coronavirus bill that is supposed to be voted in the Senate on Wednesday. So the bill is broken down into how the money will be distributed. And it says that $1,200 checks will be distributed to Americans and $365 billion will be dedicated to create a loan program for small businesses and a $500 billion lending fund for industries, cities, and states. So I really think that this may be a really good bill because a lot of economists, like people who study the economy and stuff, are really saying that we're headed towards a recession. And a lot of doctors are saying this is only the beginning. They're saying we'll see a peak in a couple of months, like towards the beginning slash middle of the summer. We'll see like a peak in cases and that's a peak. So I feel like this is really serious. And I think that the current, I think that the current government is really doing some justice with this bill because a lot of Americans are really struggling. Like I know a lot of businesses may be struggling because people can't go out of their homes. You know, a lot of people can't go to work, not making any money. Some people are tapping it into their savings and just trying to get by. So I think this bill may really help. So I'm going to keep an eye on this and I just want to see how this goes because they say they're going to vote on it on Wednesday. So we'll see how this goes. So my last segment for this podcast is hashtag I voted. Every week I will shout out someone who either voted in the 2016 election or who has registered to vote or who has already voted for the 2020 election. So this week's I voted shout out goes to Sydney Rucker, age 20, Kent County. So thank you, Sydney, for doing your civic duty as an American. Encourage all your friends and keep it up, girl. So if you want to shout out in my next podcast, all you have to do is comment under my hashtag I voted thread on my Instagram with your name, age and city that you're voted to. You can also send me pictures of you with your I voted sticker. I would love to see them and repost them on my social media and you can follow my social media at Janelle underscore 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 j that is janelle j-a-n-e-l-l-e three underscores in a j well i hope y'all got something from my five facts series about presidential primaries but if you didn't learn anything from this podcast the one takeaway you should have is go vote thank y'all for listening and i'll see y'all in the next podcast